0: It takes a lot of energy to produce the food we eat. The technologies are improving to give some of that energy back to us after we're finished with it. As part of Inside Energy and Harvest Public Media's Feasting on Fuel project, Dan Boyce tells us about the potential fuel we are literally flushing down our toilets. In case that was a little too cryptic, this is in fact a story about poop. Well, at least it starts that way. With a lot of it. If you can picture eight million gallons of what people have flushed down their toilets, that's what I'm smelling right now. We're at Grand Junction, Colorado's wastewater treatment plant, staring down at a brown torrent of flowing raw sewage with the plant's manager, Dan Tonello. His facility has found a new use for some of that flow, the organic solid parts. The solids from the toilets, solids from uh garbage disposals, from industrial processes. The solids have been processed at the plant for decades so they can be safely dumped at a landfill. That processing produces methane, which the plant used to just burn off into the air. Not good for the environment and a waste of a wonderful resource. Yet with more infrastructure to further refine that methane, What you end up with is chemically identical to natural gas that's drilled from underground. In the evening when the trucks are done with their routes, they hook up, fill up. Grand Junction has been replacing an aging fleet of garbage trucks and buses with natural gas vehicles, fueled mostly by the human sourced gas from the treatment plant. Tonella says Grand Junction is the first city in the nation to do that. We're looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars a year being saved by implementing this process. And for a utility our size, that's significant money.
1: That's a model for small wastewater treatment plants anywhere in the country.
0: Joanna Underwood is the president of Energy Vision, a nonprofit dedicated to expanding the use of this renewable natural gas. It's a common sense way, she says, for cities to both save money and lower greenhouse gas emissions. And Underwood points out there's other sources beyond human waste. I met her in the ground floor restaurant of a Denver hotel, and she started walking among the tables, pointing them out.
1: Oh, lots. You're looking at people eating ham and toast and eggs. All of this is organic.
0: Natural gas from food waste. And right now, food scraps from restaurants are being collected along with that from grocery stores and other food manufacturers all over Colorado's densely populated Front Range. In just a few weeks, it will all be heading up to northern Colorado. The Heartland Biogas Facility is in its final stages of construction. It basically does the same thing the plant in Grand Junction does, but on a much bigger scale—an enormous scale. It's very unique. It's. One of the largest in, in North America. Bob Yost and his company A1 Organics are partnering with the facility to coordinate all that food coming in. There could be 25, 30 semi-loads per day of food waste. coming. And then the food is mixed together with... And then the manure is added to that. Manure from a local dairy. Turns out the best way to get the most natural gas from waste is to have a balanced diet of both food scraps and poop after they've created the renewable natural gas it's injected into the pipeline and then it's delivered to anywhere in the country the same pipelines used for fossil fuel natural gas Joanna Underwood of Energy Vision, she says if all the organic waste in the country was gathered, current technologies could produce enough natural gas to replace about half of the diesel fuel used in the U.S. transportation sector. So not a replacement for the traditional oil and gas industry by a long shot, but Underwood argues practical solutions to climate change have to be assembled piece by piece.
1: One thing isn't going to do it, but for this sector, which in and of itself is big... It's not a small piece.
0: And it's a piece we can each individually contribute to. About one cubic foot of natural gas per day, if you were wondering. For Inside Energy, I'm Dan Boyce. To hear the other stories in our Feasting on Fuel series and to take a quiz on how much energy it takes to make our food, visit InsideEnergy.org.